Hello, and welcome to the Milkshakes for Mali podcast. I'm Kate Fisher, and I'm your host. I've written this podcast to give blood product recipients a platform to tell their stories, to thank donors, and to encourage people to donate blood, plasma, platelets, or breast milk. We are dropping this episode on the 3rd of December, 2021, which is the International Day of People with Disability. Earlier this week, we dropped a bonus episode with Queensland Australian of the Year and quadriplegic emergency medicine doctor, Dinesh Palapana, who is also an ambassador for the International Day of People with Disability. I've reflected so much since recording his episode about the importance of carers and the communities that surround people who experience injury, illness and disability. I think that this is something that a lot of carers and additional needs families grapple with and that's finding the balance because sometimes I just want to be mum to our beautiful kids. As today is the International Day of People with Disability, I felt it was very important to interview somebody with a disability. Later in this episode, you will get to hear from our middle child and surviving twin, Campbell, about his experience of having a chronically ill and medically complex sister in Mali. Campbell is neurodiverse and also has a physical disability with his global developmental delay. He is fiercely protective of his little sister and nobody is more committed to making her laugh and smile, even on our darkest of days. But more on that later in the episode. Our first guest today is someone who helps to relieve the weight of the advocacy work that I do by giving me platforms to share our story and also championing our causes. Adam Barat Barrett is one half of the Sunshine Coast's best radio team on 91.9 CFM. The staff from this station have been so supportive of our family since we moved to Queensland and have been making the time to personally donate plasma for the Milkshakes for Mali Lifeblood team. We refer to the support from people on the sunny coast as hashtag Mali's Wave and this has been led by Barat telling her story. It's only two days since he and Heidi had us in their studio to talk about the critical need to increase donor numbers in southeast Queensland. And we also took the opportunity to take Marley's seizure alert dog, Paddy, into the studio to talk about how he aids her with her disabilities. I just feel like he's always willing to open his arms and his studio and his heart when others have looked away. He has truly made us feel like sunny coast locals. Here is my interview with plasma donor and blood product recipient, Adam Barat Barrett. All right, well, welcome to the Milkshakes for Mali podcast. Um, can I just start out by thanking you for the incredible contribution that you've made to the Milkshakes for Mali Lifeblood team um, through your promotional promotion and personal donations? We've seen a real spike in donations on the sunny coast. Um, so it's so special for us as newcomers to the state of Queensland um, to see those numbers increasing and knowing yep. that we've got southeast Queensland in our corner. Um, every time Marley sees a bus with 91.9 CFM and your face on it, she proudly says, that's my radio station that helps me to get my plasma. <laughs> Um, and That's I don't so think cool. you underestimate the impact that that has on a little girl, a little five-year-old who is battling a very, very big fight. Um, what yeah. do you remember about meeting Marley when we first came into the studio? Um, I just remember meeting her. You both of you walked in and just hearing you talk and Marley talk and just the, the life journey and, and, and the stories and, and how she 
got to being where she is just blew me away. And it just it really hit home that something so simple that takes an hour of your time can change. Mm. It actually can change someone's life so dramatically. Yeah. Um, and I knew at that moment, it's just like, yeah, it, you know what? Um, just do it. Just do it. Because mm. it, it, to, to, to see the difference and to hear you talk about the stories, it just, it just really hit home for me. It's just like I've, you've, you've just got to get involved with doing it. Yeah, thank you. Now, you yourself are a blood product recipient. Um, can you tell me about your injury and what treatment you needed? Yeah, okay. So it was probably a couple of years ago, um, I thought I would do some handyman stuff around the house. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, well, there's a tree there. I don't want to call the experts. I'll cut it down myself. <laughs> As we well, all do. That long story short, should have called an expert. Yeah. Um, the tree was meant to go one way, it went the other, it collected me and knocked me off the ladder, uh, and I broke my neck. Oh wow! It was insane. It was a really weird moment. I didn't get knocked out or anything, uh, but I went to the ho uh, went to the hospital. They looked at me, airlifted to uh, to the Brisbane hospital. Wow! And uh, yeah, I broke my neck, um, which was insane. They thought initially that I it could be fixed just by, with with a neck brace. Mm -hmm. um, that wasn't going to be the case and I needed an operation. And with everything that I'd gone through, that was the moment I knew I'd, I'd lost it. I cried yeah. um, just knowing the risks in the operation on your neck. Mm -hmm. So bad. So um, it was, I think it was a seven hour operation to, to wow. first of all, I had to go in, in my neck the front right. to get to my spine and then mm -hmm. flip me over and do it then. So I, I, I needed some blood through the operation yeah, um, because I, I lost, I lost, I lost a bit. Which mm -hmm. was quite remarkable that they can do that. Which yeah, which is which is unbelievable. So it's um, mm -hmm. still gives me the the heebie-jeebies when I talk about it because it was such a the the doctor said I was one millimeter away from a very different outcome. Wow. Um. So very very lucky in that sense. So um. But yeah, I had been the recipient of a, I suppose a, a blood transfusion and a blood mm -hmm. everything that needed in an operation. Yeah. Um, which once again was life changing and it wouldn't have happened if people didn't donate. Yeah. And you don't think about the fact that that might be you that might need that product. And in a situation like that, you're so grateful that it's not just at available. all. Not at one point. Yeah. yeah. Not at one point that I think when I was walking out here to my backyard with a chainsaw thinking, you know what, I'm actually going to need someone else's blood in a matter of days yeah, because absolutely. this is not going to go right. You just, you just never think about it. Mm. Yeah, and that's a big part of the reason that we're doing the podcast is to raise awareness about the fact that blood products can be life-saving, but it can also improve yeah. people's quality of life. And it's such an incredible safety net to know that that yeah, blood cool. supply is there. Um, so you're a father. How did your accident yes. um, make you think about your own health, mortality and morbidity in a different way? It was, it was weird because in the lead up to my accident, I started to really look after myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think if I wasn't such, and I'm not saying that I'm like an Ironman or anything like that, but I was just, I was probably in the best sort of condition that my body's ever been just, just by running and, and doing stuff like that. Yeah. So if I hadn't been in that situation, I think, uh, my body would have handled the whole process very differently. Sure. And I suppose for the first couple of days of being like in ICU after the surgery, it was doing my head in thinking about the what ifs, like, oh my mm -hmm. God, this, I could be in total different. Uh, situation but I had to stop thinking about that and basically from that day forward it's just move for me because I could have been in a different situation it's just movement and, and just just to, to get out there and exercise and and keep on moving because you just don't know when that will be taken away from you 
Yeah. So we quite often talk about the fact that um, Australian plasma donors keep Marley alive, but it's beyond that. It keeps yeah. her with her big brothers. It keeps her daughter with her parents. Yeah. I guess for you, yes. sort of the other way around, it keeps you as a father with your family. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And it gives me the opportunities to still, you know, go play soccer with yep. stuff like that. So it's just changing that mindset to, to not, not oh, well, oh, it could be so different. It's like, here we are now, let's, let's deal with it. Yeah, absolutely. That idea of post-traumatic growth is one of the things that we've seen come through as such a strong theme with the mm. other guests that we've interviewed on the podcast. It's not so much focusing on the trauma yep. of the injury or the illness, but it's that, you know, wake up call just to no. never take a day for granted and yeah, just to make the best out of life. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So agreed. Just, you just never know what is around the corner. So be in the now, enjoy, enjoy now. Yeah. And uh, absolutely no problem, Kate. Yeah, and how how lucky are we to live in one of the most beautiful corners of the world to be able to get out and enjoy every day? It's gorgeous up here. Makes <laughs> it a lot easier. Makes it a lot easier. It Absolutely. Oh, so yeah. what would you like to say to Australian blood donors who have played such a crucial role in your survival and recovery? And what message would you like to give to anyone who's considering becoming a blood donor in the future? Um, I suppose I will never know who the people um who donated the blood I got was given in the operation. So I'll never know, but thank you. It makes a huge. Um, second of all, if you've ever thought about doing it, just do it. Mm -hmm. It make it, it just, it's probably one of the biggest and most selfless acts that anyone can ever do. Yeah. Uh, and meeting you guys, especially Marley, just, there is a, a huge difference. You know, as I said before, an hour of your time mm -hmm. will, will, will change someone else's life. And you probably, and I've, and I've been lucky enough to meet you guys. Yeah. A lot of the people won't get to meet or see an outcome or see where it goes, uh, yeah. but it just it just changes life. Yeah, one of the big inspirations for the podcast is to be able to tell these stories, and any blood donor that listens to this podcast and hears someone's story could very well have been the person that saved that person's life or improved the quality of that person's life. So. Yeah. It's bridging yeah, that gap absolutely. of anonymity between yeah. blood donors and their recipients. And it's just such an Australian thing to do, you know, to roll up a sleeve, yeah. put out a hand yeah. and have a mate. Um, totally. And that's just the beautiful vibe that we've found of the podcast. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. To finish us off on a lighter note, you might not know about me, yeah. but apart from being a strong advocate for plasma donations and a sex therapist yes. in my spare time, I'm also a very passionate consumer of good coffee and good gin. Um, do you happen to know anyone who has got their face on a bottle of gin and their own bottle of gin? Yes. <laughs> hmm. Funny you should ask that. I do believe there might be a thing called Spirit of Barad available from Sunshine and Sons, which is fantastic, which Love is absolutely it. amazing. Yes, yeah. no, it's good. You should try it. You get out there. Bye. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And we'll make sure we put a link to that in our show notes. I have definitely tried oh, the Spirit of Barret <laughs> bottle and it's absolutely fabulous and certainly suits yeah. um, coming into summer, that beautiful Sunshine Coast weather. So yeah. um, thank you Brilliant. so much for joining I'm, us. On the I'm loving this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so it's much great. for joining us on the episode today um, and for everything that you're doing. Not a problem. Um, particularly seeing... Um, you know, the work that you've done through your social media, people seeing that you're not just a donor, but you're also a recipient. Um, I think it really breaks down that taboo as well of what it would look like and feel like to go in and do a donation. And 
um, yeah. you've helped us to show, you know, how beautiful the nurses are at the donor centers and that yes. they make the whole experience so pleasant and there's great yeah. snacks and, you know, always great snacks. Them, yeah, always great snacks, milkshakes oh, yeah. for Marley. <laughs> I think, I think I'm the only person that's gained 10 kilos after a plasma donation <laughs> just eating everything in that room. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad. No, <laughs> All right. Good. Thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely. No problem, Kat. In today's Milkshakes for Marley episode, we are adding a second interview with our middle child, Marley's big brother, Campbell. He's always had an incredibly close connection with Marley, from being at home with me when my waters broke and I went into labour, to getting up through the night when she was just a newborn to check on her and make sure she was okay. He's always been fiercely protective and endlessly entertaining to his little lady. We always say that plasma donors don't just keep Marley alive, but they keep a daughter with her parents and a little sister with her big brothers. And today, I want you to see what that looks like through their eyes. I welcome our Campbell Benjamin to the Milkshakes for Marley podcast. Now, Camby, I've asked you to come on the podcast today to talk about your little sister, Marley, because you know her so well and you do such a good job of looking after her. What do you love the most about Marley? That she is funny and she always wants to play a game when, when um, I'm on, I have some time when I don't need to do any school. So she just likes playing with you? Yeah. You do a pretty good job of entertaining her, don't you? Yeah. Now, since we've lived in Queensland, Marley and Mummy haven't had to spend as much time in hospital. Um, do you remember Marley spending lots of time in hospital when we were in Canberra and Sydney? Yeah, it sucked. Yeah, it did suck. That is absolutely true. Um, what sucked about it the most? I didn't get to see you or Marley. Mm. When we were in Sydney. Yeah. Yeah, that really did suck, didn't it? Yeah. Do you remember seeing Marley go in a helicopter when she was transferred to Sydney? Yeah, it was scary. Yeah. What were you scared of? Maybe I was scared of, like, if you go up there, that maybe she'll be there for a long time. Mm. We were there for a long time, weren't we? Mm-hmm. You guys just got to come and see us on weekends. Yeah. Did you miss her? A lot. Yeah, we missed you too, buddy. It wasn't a very nice time, was it? Yeah. So at least now that we live here, if she has to have time in paediatric intensive care, we can do it at the hospital near our house. Or sometimes she has to go to Brisbane, but it's only for a couple of days, isn't it? Rather than being there for weeks and weeks. Yeah. So you're happy with it? We moved to Queensland? Yeah. Yeah. Um, on the weekend, you had your dance concert. Yep. You did such an amazing job of looking after Marley backstage. Um, you got one of the dance teachers to bring her out to Mummy and Daddy in the audience because you were worried that she was going to have a seizure and she did have a seizure in Mummy's arms just after you finished your dance. How do you know when Marley isn't feeling well? Um, she just tells me, can be I want to go to Mummy. Mm, she gets scared when she's going to have a seizure, doesn't she? Yes, like, then I touched her hand, she was pretty warm, then I just took her to you, yep. and I went to my closest teacher, yep. and said, Marley wants to go to mum, her head's pretty hot, mm -hmm. and I'm worried she might have a seizure. Yeah, perfect. And then you didn't want them to bring her out to mum and dad without you, did you? Yeah. 
How come? Mm, just because Molly said, Camby, can you please come with me? Yeah. So and would went... she go on stage without you when she did her dances? Yeah. And if I said, Molly, can I please stay here? She said, no, you're coming with me. <laughs> and so you stayed with her, didn't you? Yeah. Because you like her to feel happy and safe, don't mm-hmm. you? And every single time after dance, I told her where to go. Mm-hmm. And then she just came to me straight away. Yeah. You did such an amazing job of looking after her. I don't think she would have been able to do that concert if you didn't help her. So yeah. thank you, darling. Which you're right. Um, Marley is coming to your school next year when she starts prep. How yeah. do you think she'll go? Mm, I think she'll be okay. I think there'll be like, I don't know, like a little bit where she wants to come over to my class or something. Mm. What's, what are you going to do if she wants to visit you in class? Mm, I don't know. I'll just ask the teacher what I can do with her. Yeah. Just give her a hug or something? Yeah. Does she sometimes come into your class now? Yeah. Does she do some surprise visits? Yeah. What does she do? Mm, well, once when she was coming, like having a look in the school, she... Mom didn't tell me that Miley would come in and give me a hug. <laughs> and and then because I was on an iPad doing reading eggs, I almost pressed the wrong thing. Oh, but you still gave her a cuddle and a kiss, yeah. didn't you? Yeah. She's pretty special, that little girl of yours. Yeah. Um, what do you think her favourite thing about school will be? That me and Thomas will be there. Yeah, I agree. All right, some quick questions. One word answer. You ready? Yeah. What's Marley's favourite colour? Pink. TV show? Bluey. Toy? A bluey and bingo one. <laughs> right. Food? Spaghetti. Animal? Dog. Which dog? Um... Chocolate Labrador. <laughs> no, what's his name? Paddy. And what's his special job? Looking, at, looking after Marley. How? By sniffing her to see if she's having a seizure or not. That is a brilliant answer. And who do you think her favourite person is? Me. Yeah, I think so too. Um, now, you know that Marley having her plasma infusions when she used to have them through Special Button? Yeah. Keep her safe and well. Yeah. What do you want to say to the people who have donated their plasma to keep Marley safe? Thank you. Anything else? Thank you for keeping her alive. Yeah. It's pretty important, isn't it? We Mm -hmm. love having her as part of our family. Yeah. She rocks our world, doesn't she? Yeah. Is there anything else you've got to say? Mm. Anything that you want to tell people while you're on a podcast? Given that you are the performing arts star of our family, given that none of the rest of us have been in musicals or done hip-hop dancing quite the same way that you do it. Kids, watch movies whenever you want to. Thank you. Bye. Kids should be able to watch movies whenever they want to. Yes. What's your favourite movie? Oh, this is hard. Much of it's Harry Potter, Jurassic World, or The Dark Crystal. Mm. I think the one that I watched the most is The Dark Crystal. And The Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Mm. You can pay the, the movie on Apple TV and you can and you can watch it on you can watch The Dark Crystal Age of Resistance 
on on Netflix on an adult's account. So you should watch it on the school holidays. If you don't, um, well, you can't find a perfect show to watch. Yeah, fair enough. Thank you so much for being an amazing brother and son and for being such a kind and caring little boy. We are so proud of you, Campbell. And thank you for being our guest today on the Milkshakes for Molly podcast. That's all right. Nothing feels more Australian like the modern demonstration of mateship than donating blood or breast milk and this product being used to keep another Australian alive. Our daughter is still alive today because of this incredible selfless gift and it is my privilege to create a space for others to tell their stories and to give thanks. This podcast is presented by me, Kate Fisher, with today's guests, Adam Barrett and our awesome son, Campbell. My lovely husband, Jeff, did the audio production for this episode. To make an appointment to donate plasma and other blood products in Australia, please go to www.lifeblood.com.au. And when you check in for your appointment, we would love it if you could ask for your donation to be added to the Milkshakes for Mali Lifeblood team tally. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Milkshakes for Mali podcast and happy International Day of People with Disability. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, leave us a review and most importantly, share this episode with a friend. And as always, I will leave the final word to Mali herself. Thank you for my plasma.